What up y'all from Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. Last couple days here, excited to use this opportunity to share with you on the Circle Up platform a takeover episode of the podcast featuring uh, two of my brothers, one a man in the US in Atlanta who is the captain of the Black Diamond Circle Up team, uh, Mr. McKendy, thank you for doing this. And secondly, my brother from Toronto, Michael Anabalu, who was there from the very beginning, one of the founder, founding members of Circle Up in February of 2020, and uh, now is the captain of the Team Mango Circle Up team. Both of them share their experience on the biggest takeaways they've gotten from the program, um, the men that they've become and how they've transformed since they started. And one of the biggest uh, conversations that they have is about men wearing masks and how Circle Up and being on a men's team has given them the opportunity to take their mask off and truth seek and honor the truth of where they're at in their lives so that they can go out with clarity and take action from, uh, from this newfound clarity of who they wanna be and where they wanna go and the difference they wanna make in the world. So um, very excited given it's one of the major ideas in the Circle Up book that's launching November 1st, 2021. Um, to have them share that from their unique perspective. And additionally, I wanted to close off by saying that when I look at these two men, I see two really strong leaders. Two men that are self-sufficient, that are positive role models for men. And uh, one of the biggest oppositions we get when we uh, talk about Circle Up and give men an opportunity to participate in these circles where they have an opportunity for introspection and personal development and growth is, um, you know, I don't really need something like this. Like, I'm not really looking to make any changes in my life. Um, and uh, I'm inspired looking at McKendie and Anabalu's example because, like I said, two really strong leaders, men making a difference in the world, and both of them are continuously seeking change, continuously seeking personal development, room for growth. Where can I get the edge um, on my past ways of being? And so from that listening of two men that are making a difference in the world, that are positive role models and that are seeking change, you can listen to this episode and see, you know, how can I improve? Where is there room for growth in my life? Uh, and, I, and I think from that listening, you will find that uh, maybe Circle Up's a community for you. Um, maybe this is uh, an episode that is worth sharing with a friend. Uh, or someone in your family. And um, I wanna just remind you, no matter where you are in your life, what you're going through, uh, you're not alone. And you don't need to man up. You could circle up. All right, folks, we are we are here. My name is Anabolu, and we have uh, McKendi here. Um, where, where are you calling in from, McKendi? Um, I am down in the great Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Atlanta. That's dope, man. That's yes, real. Sir. Yeah, I, I got family in Atlanta, actually. Copy that. What part of the city? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what part of the city. I haven't seen them in a little bit, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, like I just know, you know, I've gone there, like, especially when I was a kid, I'd go there a lot and just like have fun. Uh, it always seemed like a vibe out in Atlanta, which was pretty cool. It's definitely a vibe. If you want to you want to do something, there's always something to do for sure. <laughs> That's real, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. 
Yeah, man. Well, I'm calling in from uh, from Toronto, Canada, so it's nice to to have that little bit of international connection. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So yeah. So I feel like the purpose of today is is really for us to talk about like the circle circle up program, uh, and its impact that it's had on our lives. Um. Do you want to share a bit about your experience with Circle Up and how you got involved and and what it's kind of meant for you up until this point? Yeah, I could. I can dig in a little bit. I want to hear your experience as well. For me, uh, to be transparent, initially I was skeptical. I have uh, a lot of things going on in life in general. And I'm always, I always like to help and do something new and take on another challenge. But I also have to be aware of putting too much on my plate. So I was very skeptical at first, but I had the blessing of having guidance from people like Steve Anderson and LaVance Dotson and Colvin Riviera, who really, um, as we started our particular group, an all black group, um, Black Diamond Circle, shout out to to Black Diamond Circle, um, (laughs) that really uh, eased the process. And it was, it's been extremely transformative and uh, to, to being a part of it and, and, be able to have this space like for, for black men, especially for, I mean, they're Anderson, Riviera, Dotson are in Canada, but African-American men, it's been very powerful and I'm very thankful. I know how much just from self-sufficiencies to CPRs, implementing those in different things in which I do throughout life has, has shifted a lot of things. So, and especially as far as being accountability, it's taking things to another level. So. That's that's a bit of my my experience. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that in terms of uh, the things that have you could, you've gained from from being a part of the, like Circle Up program. I think you've got that unique experience of being on on the all black team, right? Like I feel like that's 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 awesome, man. There's no other way to put it. Like it's really cool to to see that black empowerment and to see you know brothers really coming together like that. Like that's special. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like my team is, has also been special in, in its own unique way, um, but obviously different in terms of the experience necessarily that you might have, but still the, the things that we get out of it, um, still being very present there, um, like the self-sufficiencies and, and like, you know, learning to be very accountable and a man of your word and all that kind of stuff. Um, so my, my, my cut, like, you know, origin story, uh, if you will, with, with Circle Up was, um, so I was working um, in, a, in a software company doing sales. And uh, before that, I've been like working in music, and you know, before that, I was working in, in uh, a different field altogether. Um, but when I got to this company doing like software sales, I met uh, Andrews, uh, Jonathan Andrews, and, and you know, he seemed like a very friendly guy right right off the bat. Like I was kind of like shocked because I don't know, I kind of pictured you know sales being a bit more of a cutthroat kind of environment. You know what I mean? Um, but he just seemed like the friendliest of the friendly to the point where I was like, this is a little strange. Like I I never really met someone you know this this kind or whatever. Um, and so when he told me that he was uh, part of this thing I called Circle Up, it was like this men's group thing, I was like, cool, like off the strength of just how you've shown up and like the character that you demonstrated and the, the interactions that we've had in the office and stuff and a bit outside of it, I was like, yo, I'm down to, you know, he's like, would you be down to check it out? I'm like, for sure. I don't know much about it, but I'm willing to give it a shot just because, you know, you're pitching it, um, which I think just shows to demonstrate the character that's developed being a part of like a group like this. Uh, and so when I went to that first meeting um, and I, I met Anderson at that first meeting, 
um, I was just, I walked away extremely impressed, right? Like I was just like, man, like there was a vibe here that uh, you don't necessarily always find, right? And one of the things that really struck, struck core with me was the idea of, you know, in our society, there's always that, like that notion that, you know, men need to man up, right? We got to just like handle on our own, figure out shit on our own. You know, I made it on my own. I got out the mud, whatever it is, right? Um, but the idea that, you know, it's not about manning up, it's more about circling up, right? Like build a community, come together and help each other get to that next level. Uh, that really resonated with me, right? And I felt like that was a that was something that I could, you know, I could I could latch onto and I could call home in terms of being a part of something like that. So that was my that was my beginnings with, with Circle Up. I had my first team, uh, you know, what were we called? We were, I think we were just called like team one or something, like we just kept it really simple. Um, or Team Uno, that's what it was. It was uh, we called it Team Uno. <laughs> yeah, man, Team Uno. So, uh, so that was that was lit. And then when that when that eight weeks wrapped up, um, you know, part Pereira was part of that, and Pereira started another circle team, and we called that Team Mango. Um, and at that point was when um, you know we were we were in need of a captain, so I, I set up to be to be captain. And uh, the rest was history. Like we, we just, we just have been going strong for for months, uh, better part of a year, almost two years now. Um, and uh, it, it's just been phenomenal. Like the growth, watching like myself grow in terms of my own discipline and what I feel is possible for myself, as well as watching others and being there people that you've never like. Sometimes you've never like I've met them now, but like it was a point where we hadn't even met, right? And like it was just like there was a certain level of respect that not only did we want to give to others, right? But we wanted to hold ourselves accountable to, right? Um, and that I felt was was very uh, special and unique. And at first can kind of be uncomfortable. I don't know what your thoughts are, you know, when it, when you first started seeing like the disciplines and the accountabilities and like, you know, coming back into honor, doing things to make up for when you've fallen short. Like it, it almost felt like, um, it was like it was like being in like school or a job or something where you just like had to do something right but you were choosing to do it right like it was like choosing to be this responsible person right and like there was nothing that forced us to be there and those are people who were running the programs there's nothing that forced them to be everyone was volunteering but it was like we just wanted to hold ourselves to this higher standard for the betterment of ourselves and our community right and i feel like once you kind of see the vision and understand that like especially for myself like it was a lot easier to buy in as opposed to like kind of feeling like well i don't want to get called out but now you're like no i'll call myself out just keep integrity like keeping integrity but i'm curious what your thoughts on what your experience was like in terms of that kind of stuff it's interesting when you when you bring up that aspect for me one of the things that i feel that i've been blessed with and i when you talk about decision, I choose to be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we say people are born leaders, but I think it's something that we learn. Yeah. And part of being a leader is constantly learning. So for me, it has been an experience where within our team, there are men who are very strong in regards to certain aspects of the accountability. That's mm -hmm. Holding people accountable. Oh, well, no, you need to get back in honor. Oh, no, well, the leadership did X, Y, Z. And I think having that 
level playing field, it makes everybody operate at a higher level. And I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with operating at the highest level. And ultimately, when Anderson and myself spoke last summer, before we started our initial tour, I said, with a program like this, because my sponsor is David Shook. Mm -hmm. And I said to Shook over a year ago, when he was telling me about these things, I want to be able to do this for men younger than me. Why wait until age 23? And I understand there's a process always got to go through heartbreak and things of that nature. But if I knew what it meant to be a masculine being in the sphere in which I know now mm. at age 18, mm. all I think about is how much different the journey would be at age mm. 28. And so for me, in regards to it, it has been a tad bit nerve-wracking at times. However, the ultimate goal is to be the leader. And I've had moments where I've, you know, I want to be grilled. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know what do I do poorly mm-hmm. so that I can improve on that. Also, tell me what I do well. Mm-hmm. I can sharpen my strengths, but in order to be sir amazing, mm-hmm. I need I need all the smoke. Mm-hmm. I need all the smoke. I, I there's enough there's enough people that we're gonna pass through in life that are gonna say, oh you do great, oh this is good, and we need that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, part of my love language is word of affirmations. Yeah, <laughs> real, real, very real. Actually, yeah, I like people to tell me what I've done well, but I know how important it is to get the perspective and opinions of people that I respect personally mm. in regards to being a man, being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that for sure. I feel like that's uh that's a level of uh, maturity that um, is healthy, you know, in terms of just wanting to, to get your constructive feedback so that you can actually improve, right? Like you don't want people just telling you um, that everything's, you know, roses, like everything's great. You know what I mean? Like people being timid to share that, that honest truth with you. Right. And I feel like um, that's something that my team really, um, uh, I would say struggle with in the beginning where, you know, because we were, we were new to each other. Right. And everyone was kind of really becoming like friends really quickly. Right. But there was a, there was a, there was a definitely a sense that we were almost being too nice to each other. Right. And so it's interesting to hear that you had that that uh, that other side where you kind of came from it right right away being like, you know, I want that constructive and I want to give it to people earlier. Right. Like people younger as well to get that sooner. Right. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely something that we 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 were challenged with early on where it was like, no, nah, we got to learn how to be like, you know, honest, like where do you see, you, you know, your brothers on on, you know, some of these uh some of these masculine relationship like pillars you know what i mean like do you feel like you can trust this man do you feel like this person has integrity like whatever it is right and like keep it 100 right like if you don't feel it let them know you know what i mean because then that's an opportunity for that person to grow like they're not going to be able they're going to hear it and be like yo whatever you know what i mean they're going to take that and just say thank you right and just be like yo this is my chance to 
to show up stronger, right? So that's great, man. I definitely respect that. Um, and we've definitely grown in that in that uh, in that area, right? Where now we're we're a lot more comfortable being like, yo, we can improve on this, or this person could improve on this. You know what I mean? Um, and and also just acknowledging within ourselves, like I've you know I've seen uh, men in our team go through periods where they just weren't showing up, right? Like they not showing up, like not coming, but like not showing up in in their in their uh, in their word, right? And the amount of ownership that I've seen these men take like coming from that place where they weren't necessarily showing up and you know people were trying to reach them and be like you know what's going on or whatever and then that person coming back and being like i own it and here's how i'm going to clean it up to a level that was like like that's actually that's more than you know what we were necessarily looking for but it just spoke to their commitment to wanting to be like true to their word right and wanting to be growing and wanting to be um, better in that sense, you know what I mean? And the beauty of that is that it's it speaks to what you were saying about just wanting that, that, that criticism for yourself, you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily that they're trying to do it to say to us, like, obviously there's that element of like, we, they want to be in honor with us, but it's also them wanting to be in honor with themselves, right? And I feel like, I'm, I wonder, I'm sure you get this, like, where there's times where I'm like, man, like, you know, I, I did this thing, maybe it wasn't like the most serious of of mess ups, but it was still a me- like it was still a mess up, and so I might say like, yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do X number of pushups, or I'm gonna do this or that or whatever, right? But I'm always checking in myself, like, do I feel like that's enough? Like, do I feel like I'm I'm challenging myself enough so that I don't want to get this kind of scenario again? You know what I mean? Like, am I making it difficult enough for myself, right? And I feel like that's really what he did in that scenario. Like, he he was like, I'm gonna make this so like monumental that like. I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? I can't go from doing that to, to screwing up again. You know what I mean? Um, and I just love that, that level of ownership. Like, it's just, it's very, it's very powerful to do that in a situation where it's not required. It's not, your job's not on the line. Your, your grades aren't on the line. You know what I mean? It's just you and your word, right? And your men, right? So, yeah, it's deep. Man, it's so deep because I, I think about, I don't know how many men or other men feel this way, but me personally, I'm I'm in a ring every single day mm. in my own head with myself, mm. with the man in the mirror. I'm Tyson. Mm. I can back myself out like this. And one of the beauties of our team is, is that all the men within our team relate to that. Mm-hmm. And when we step into this Zoom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. We the mask comes down, mm-hmm. and we go on to those places where, on this particular tour, I'm the youngest one on the team. Mm-hmm. Ironically, as a captain too, but mm-hmm. when I could take my mask down or hear uh, a husband, a father. Uh, someone who's had an illustrious career, you know, have someone like Anderson on the team who's he's in gold medal coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Having someone like Riviera on a team who's made a lot of money. Like those are things that are encouraging and helping. And then having someone like Dotson or, um, you know, some of the other men who are, a, they're a few years older than me, but at different stages of life, like that's, being able to just breathe. And I mean, it's so ironic that 
we're within the year of George Floyd because yeah. one of the things that really drives and motivates me and everything is, man, what would have happened if George Floyd could have had this opportunity? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's very real, man. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely, one, I want to say rest in peace, George Floyd. I just want to pay respects. And, and, and two, um, to that point, like it's, 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 it speaks to the level of growth that's possible in a program like this, because um, you're not the first person, I know you're not going to be the last person that I've heard say something like that, where it's like, what could have happened if I had been able to get this person into this program? You know what I mean? I was recently in a meeting where someone was saying that um, because they were reflecting on someone they had tried to enroll and um, that person didn't do it and ended up in a very messy situation with their partner. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the details, but the point was the man felt responsible because he's like, if this person had just been able to get into a program like this, you know what I mean? Like, could they have grown enough within themselves to maybe have avoided the situation that they found themselves in, right? And um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's very interesting because, you know, I, I guess this would be an interesting question for you too. Like, how do you find enrolling people into like Circula? You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I say that to say like, you know, what's that experience been like for you um, trying to, you know, like, you know, talk maybe like, you know, friends that you grew up with or, or people that you know in your personal life that you're like, yo, I could see this being beneficial for you, right? Because um, I know for me personally, like I've, I've, there's people that I've, I've talked to where I've been like, yo, like, not necessarily that they're doing bad, they're doing fine, right? But there's just other areas where I can see, like, you know, I think this would help you, right? Like, I, I, like I care about you and I want to see you um, grow in these areas. Like, I want to see men challenge you, you know what I mean? Like, like, I might, you know, challenge you or whatever, but, like, I don't feel like everyone in our circle is going to challenge you the way I feel like the men in this group will challenge you to the point where you feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't even know if you'd stay, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at least... You know what I mean? Like it's gonna come from that place of love and care and like really just trying to do what's best for you, right? See you succeed, right? Um, but it's been difficult, at least speaking from I, trying to get people to 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 buy into that idea of um going through something like that. You know what I mean? Like I've had I've come closer, people like, yeah, I'll come to this meeting, whatever, but then not really go much further than that. So I'm just curious what your experience has been like and you know how how you kind of uh navigated that enrolling people into into a program like this. Well, when we first started, there were a few men that volunteered to be a part of the group that had gone through the weekend. There mm -hmm. was myself, and I reached out to a few good men. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's one of the things I, I try to make sure I share with all of them is that these are already men who, to me, were top tier. Mm -hmm. And that was the beauty, and that was exciting for me was that and even for myself, we're all top tier men and we can get mm. that better. Mm. That's the beauty. That's, <laughs> the, that's the beauty of it. Like yeah. every man on this team, well, there are men that invited another man to come in and we have men that, that joined later on tours that one of the men, he feeds like 500 people every week. Wow, yeah. Those are the type of men on our team and other men that have come along and they came and then we go through the confidentiality 
and they see these other men wear down their take down their mask. And I've got a man who joined within the same week of him joining was the most active in our group chat for our business calls, the most active on checking in. I got a notebook out when we're going through and you're telling me your CPR, how can I check in with you? Do you need me to check in with you tomorrow? Do you have some type of deadline? Like mm. we have not had a problem with enrollment. And in fact, one of the things that me being a part of leadership, these last few tours is understanding as well that we don't really for the, for the way that we have structured our group, we don't really need too many men within this one group because too many men will take away from another man being able to get something that's off his chest. Mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes a man may step into mud room and need to release. And if we have 12 men, that means four or five may still be carrying it. And you don't release what's inside by listening. Mm-hmm. You have to release it. So as far as enrollment and, and, and bringing men in, we've really been, we've been blessed in the fact that every man has been, has added to the group. And it's, it's like I said, for me, for somebody who was skeptical at first, just because I was unsure I hadn't gone through the weekend. Um, for me, I can understand the certain values, but to be honest, telling me that I'm gonna spend a weekend with a bunch of guys that are mostly gonna be white guys with no phone in a strange place. I'm sorry, I seen Get Out. I'm sorry, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Yo, I'm still like, I am just being brutally honest. There's no disrespect to any men, but I'm sorry, that's not cutting it for me. And I'm paying on pocket for it? No, that, that, there is nothing. It better be Warren Buffett, Bezos, uh, I'm talking. I'm talking billionaires. Yeah. Multitude of them, all in one place, for me yeah. to feel comfortable and to invest my money and time into something like that. Yeah. But go through the circle up and be able to craft a team and connect with men and learn these different trainings and different philosophies and. I'm 28 years old. I've never been married. I've been in multiple long-term relationships where I felt that I was going to marry a woman. But to go through this process and be like, have the conversations masked down, like, why do I need a wife? Mm. Why do, what, what is that going to bring to me? Is that going to, and be able to get the different takes of men? So uh, long-winded answer is to say that I am, I'm very thankful for for the team even on a, even if there are times where I may only talk for 5 minutes out of our whole meeting understanding the value that's going to be added for the core and the and the full group of men because of the men that we have man it's uh man, I'm I'm forever grateful it's real man it's real man yeah it's it's very it very much is interesting hearing your 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 experience with uh, with circle up especially with the black diamond team right like uh, Black Diamond Circle team, like because it's very much like um, you guys have cultivated a, a space um, that's unique, right? Especially in the in the program, um, but especially as it, when it comes to like the men's weekend and stuff like that. Um, I, I I feel 
I feel similar in the sense that, you know, I find it interesting the dichotomy between like the circle up program and like the men's weekend because like my circle up team, we've been going since uh, like we, we all graduated technically from circle up in, in July, 2020, right? So we've been going since, right? Like we're still going and we're still meeting and there was lots of encouragement to join other men's teams where people have been graduates and there's definitely value in having graduates um, on a team who've done the weekend. Like, you know, they, there's a level of like, you know, they understand what's going on. They, they ask the right questions. It's just a, a step above, right, for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted because, um, and you know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm conflicted because I just feel very connected to my circle up team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've been through a lot together and there's so much more we can go through together as well. And we've cultivated a certain relationship and trust there that it's like, I don't necessarily want anyone but these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like I'm down to, I'm down to kick it with these guys. Like even when we're not in a meeting, you know what I mean? Like these guys are good men. You know what I mean? Like, listen, we, we got something here. You know what I mean? We might not we might not know everything that the men who graduated know, but like y'all can come and teach us. But I'm trying to kick it with these guys. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't know exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting because. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like the way the whole program is structured and like even like the, the men's teams and stuff, like, you know, I've gotten to experience being on, on other teams and being guests at meetings and stuff like that. And it's always, it's always unique depending on what team you go to, like the, the dynamic is, is theirs, right? Like the different people come together and they make something special, right? Um, and so I feel like I'm definitely getting that sense from you where it's like you guys have cultivated something very special and you know you love that you know what i mean like so like to like if someone were to be like all right so now that you've done that you know what i mean like come join this other men's team i feel like you you might <laughs> you might look at them as kind of the same way i'm looking at it like i don't know right and that's nothing to say like nothing against like any of these other teams i'm sure they're, they're great teams lots to be learned you know it's a unique experience it's definitely going to be some added value right but uh i think it just speaks to the relationship that gets defined when you're so masked down with people for so long, you know what I mean? That it's like, what do I need to go, you know, what you want me, you want me to leave these guys? Like, I, I love these guys, you know what I mean? Like these guys have helped me through some hard times, right? And some good ones too, right? So it's just interesting that way. Exactly, I mean, you know what's so interesting too with that, which I realized, I can only speak for myself. Mm. It's a gift and a curse of COVID. Yeah, I'm be honest. There's no way I would have felt inclined, more comfortable, and prone to taking my mask down if it was in person. That's just not my personality. Mm. I'm very, I'm very selective and guarded. I don't mm. really trust people, to be honest. <laughs> like I, I really don't. Yeah. I don't feel that. I don't feel open to sharing. I'm an author. I, there's a lot of things that I shared in my book. However, mm. sometimes I forget that I even shared some of those things. And those things to me were surface level experiences of life, not the, not the things that really make me who I am on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah. I think for this particular group and because of the, the experience of COVID, I think it strengthened everything and and I, you know as a black man i think we're all conditioned in a way 
to be a bit more. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me of conversations I used to have with uh, old friends and talk about, you know, when I step outside of this house, when I step outside in the street, I have to be guarded with everybody. I'm guarded whether I'm mm-hmm. walking into the store in the city or I'm walking into a store in the burbs. I feel I have to be guarded. People look at me a specific way. And I think a lot of us as black men, that's not even a thought, it is a reality. A lot of us feel that way. And even with other black men, it's like we we're just going back to memories of past experiences may have gone left or right or the conditioning that comes through media, music, movies, television, the conversations have within our families of, of other situations and generational ideologies and curses that have been Oh, sorry. Sorry, I lost you there. I lost you there. I can't, I can't hear you. I don't know if that's just me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. If I cut out my There we go. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry to speak that. Like, I got, I got, I got off the curses and then, uh, and then I lost, uh, I don't know if it was just on my side, I lost some audio, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, sorry. I'm definitely, like, I'm, I'm invested. What were you saying? Uh, I guess I was saying too much. If the internet start cutting out, <laughs> <laughs> not at all, bro. You're just speaking. You're speaking facts, bro. You know what I mean? It was, it was too hot, bro. We didn't need all that truth. You know? <laughs> no, but yeah, please, please continue. Uh, no, nah, I was really just saying the fact that as black men, we're conditioned on so many different levels in different areas and arenas to maneuver a certain way. So the fact that we we're able to interact through Zoom is a blessing because had it been in person, egos get involved, past experiences yeah. get involved. You may be a little bit more sensitive to someone holding you accountable, right? That, mm-hmm. that shadow child may be more prone to just jump out and things can go a certain way. The blessing of us being on Zoom people being in the comfort of their home or in a comfortable, quiet location by yourself, it just, I think it really worked in our favor. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. So I feel like that's another point that, um, you know, some people who who have had more of the experiences with like the men's weekend and stuff like that um, might, might battle us on, but um I found it to be an interesting dynamic as well. Like, like you know, having a lot of these meetings on, on Zoom. And we did end up um, meeting in person a few times, which was a unique and, and powerful experience in and of itself. But the fact that we started out for so long, just like meeting on Zoom, so it just, the, one, there was a convenience factor, right? There wasn't like a, I gotta travel here, da, 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 you know what I mean? I don't even know what I'm doing this for, but you know what I mean? It was just like, okay, I'm gonna sign in, see what happens, I don't know what to expect, but. It's, it's going to be, you know what I mean? How bad is it? Like a couple hours of my evening, you know what I mean? Like, let's just see what happens, right? And then there was the interesting dynamic of, as you said, right? Like, it's it was like, I mean, you're not there with the person, right? But like, we're kind of getting, we're kind of being able to like, be a little closer, you know what I mean? Because you're not, you're not worried about, you know, like, is there a smell? You know, I don't know, just, you know, the weird things that play in your head when you're, <laughs> when you're talking to someone. Absolutely. Random ass shit, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, this person looks weird. You know, I, I feel like I look weird. You know, I, like, all this 
weird little nuances that fuck with our heads, right? But like when you're on Zoom, it's just like it's just limited to like it, it takes away so many other elements that you can focus on the more important ones, like what's actually being said, right? And what you're saying, right? Um, and so it's interesting because um, I know you were saying you're an author, which is which is awesome. I'd love to to dig into that a little bit as well. But um, uh, yeah, as a, as an artist, like I, you know, I, I I write music and I, I rap and I sing and stuff like that. And one of the songs I wrote during COVID was like, um, you know, like one of the lines is like, "Relationships in person are breaking, right? Um, but uh, but relationships built on the net still amazing. You know what I mean? Like we're still we're still like um, we're getting and like the next time was like we're getting closer than ever without even touching. You know what I mean? Like because we're it really felt like especially during like last year, and I feel like we're, we're getting used to it now, so it doesn't feel as prevalent or as strong now but it really felt like people were getting closer you know what I mean like with COVID like it was like I gotta I gotta make an effort to call my friend you know I'm not just gonna see them at this party I'm not just gonna see this person that I you know think you know I thought about for years or whatever I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to that maybe we can catch up on zoom or you know we'll just have a quick chat and that turns into a longer chat or whatever it is but the effort that it took to do that was just um it felt special as opposed to like just happen to running into that person at an event that was scheduled that you just have both we're going to be at or whatever. Right. Um, and so I feel like that, that kind of speaks to what we were talking about in terms of like just having this interaction initially really coming out in zoom. It just allowed for us to have a special dynamic that like, you know, we can't necessarily be physical, right. Almost like the, you know, trap my body, free my mind. Right. Like, you know, we're not necessarily able to, to connect like in person, but, we're connecting on like a deeper level because, you know, it's really just spirits that we're feeling now. You know what I mean? Like if I'm feeling your energy, it's because you communicate in a certain way and I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? Not because we're in person and I just viscerally trying to express something to you, you know? Um, so yeah, I definitely resonate with that, bro. I definitely think there's still a value in, in meeting in person, but um, this unique opportunity to like start out in Zoom and, and have a lot of these conversations on Zoom I wouldn't trade it. I feel like it was it was cool. It was it was a cool way to start. Wouldn't trade it at all. And I'm an in-person type of guy. I love the internet yeah. transfer. I think at least for me learning more through the Zoom process, it was more beneficial because I became more comfortable sharing a little bit more. And that's one of the things that I've had to work on from a branding aspect, from a personality personality aspect that I'm continuously still learning more now. One of the things, and because I'm, I'm also in grad school, one of the things I remember working on pre-COVID with colleagues was talking to people, not at them. Mm. And what this program enables more people to do with the right group and the right experience, the right leadership, the right structure, it helps you talk to people. Yeah. And sometimes that talking to people is talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's talking about your experience. Because when I can say my experience as a black man with police officers, you didn't have the same exact experience, mm-hmm. but somehow there's going to be similarities and parallels. Oh, yeah. like, oh we're, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And yeah. that, that piece is 
that's another thing that gets me really excited. One of the things with, with the particular team that we put together and my ultimate vision always was for each man to lead his own team. Mm-hmm. So this particular tour that we're on, <laughs> it may be the last dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how it's going to be time because we've, we've had the the leadership, we've had the opportunities to see where engage where people are to say, okay, I'm in Atlanta. How many black men need circle up in Atlanta? Yeah. We have men in Canada. We have men in Buffalo. We have men yeah. in Texas. Yeah. We have men in New York City. Yeah. We all need this. That's something that the creators of Circle Up have enabled. And even though it was an idea of a built from, maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. Oftentimes, and when we look at our histories, a lot of the greatest transformative experiences that have happened were those accidental ones right yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i personally don't believe in coincidences but yeah you know, that's what people like to say oh it was just by chance but i say yeah it was already meant that's divinity in my mind yeah <laughs> but i feel you yeah sir yeah man yeah bro i'm 100 percent on that sorry you continue continue no no go ahead this is yeah, this, is, this, is, a, just, this is a duet yeah, <laughs> You're the artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I was going to say, like, I definitely feel parallel on this, too, like, because, you know, for my team as well, like, we're definitely, I feel like after this tour, we're probably going to be encouraged to join other teams or whatever, um, take on new responsibilities, all that kind of stuff, you know, keep growing, right? And, you know, everything, everything has its season, everything has its time, right? So, you know, if that's what it is, it's what it is. But um, uh, the point about expanding it to other men, right, like growing it to you know, other men that could use this, right, like that's really the beauty of it. When you want to when you want to take these seeds and plant more trees, right, like that's that's when, you know, you've got something right. And I feel like just even with this conversation that we're having here, like the fact that we were we were kind of uh, encouraged to have this conversation with the idea of like digging the well. Right. Um, and I feel like that's just a concept that you know reigns true in anything that you're doing that's going to be great you know what i mean you want to you want to do the work that people have laid a foundation on and then leave space for others to come in and do work as part of that in the next generation or the next iteration or whatever right and so that's 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 when you know you've got something that's important you know what i mean it's really purpose-driven um so i think that's beautiful man i feel like for anyone who's listening like just I feel like just the fact that we've had a real conversation that didn't really feel like we were necessarily just trying to like sell anyone or anything or anything like that it was just like yo I haven't necessarily met you before like we you know we had a small conversation prior but we were just trying to learn about you know what's your experience been like with circle up what's my experience been like like you know chop it up on what some of this stuff has been like for us and the fact that we've been so invested in just getting to know each other like I hope that people can take from that and be like, you know, let me at least try and figure out what this is about. You know what I mean? Like what, you know, clearly we've gained something from this. You know what I mean? And clearly we've been able to connect on a deeper level um, as a result of something like this. So hopefully that resonates with someone who's interested and curious 
and maybe encourage them to just check something out. You know what I mean? Um, so that's been, that's been, this has been a real blessing chatting with you about this. Um, you know, I know, I know what we're, we're getting, we're, we're, we're going here, but one thing I didn't want to talk about, um, I just want to get to know you a bit more, man. So I know you said you're an author. I looked into your, your website. It was incredible. Um, but tell me more about, you know, what you do in grad school. What are you, what are you in grad school for? Um, all that stuff. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the question, the question that I always need to work on a better answer. Uh, you know, my name is Amy McKinney Jr., aka Sir Amazing. I am a author, speaker. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in journalism, mass communication, and uh, by the summer 2021, I'll have my master's in creativity, change, and leadership. I'm heavily focused on reminding people how amazing every single one of us is. Too many times we've had experiences, we've had conversations, we've had conditioning, whether it be from people unintentionally doing it, but taking away from the light that's already within that was given to us innately at birth. Mm -hmm. the chances of being the sperm to connect with the egg is one in a trillion. That, that conception is amazing. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have an organization like Circle Up that was able to manifest and grow through a pandemic is amazing. The fact that you have your experiences, I have my experiences, two different countries, two different perspectives, two different beings, but an alignment of a mission mm -hmm. is amazing. And all I try to do, and well, there is no try. All I work on every single day, because every day is training day, is being able to share that information, share that light with others. Amen, bro. I love that, man. I love that, man. And I love how you put it, you know, that dichotomy of like, you know, we're in two separate countries, you know what I mean? Two different life experiences, like, you know, um, two different beings, right? But that alignment on mission, right? And I feel like that's really special in terms of, uh, uh, sorry, did I lose you there? I can hear you still. You okay, froze. Okay. I can hear you still. Sorry, you just froze for me, so I wasn't sure. If I lost you, but um, Wi Fi, yeah, just that 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 alignment on mission like I really resonate with that because, uh, especially when I when I when I went to your website and saw what you're about, and just hearing you know what you, you talk about and describe what you're about right what you're about right now, right? Like it definitely feels very akin to like what I'm about, you know what I mean? And like you're doing it in your way, right? And I'm I'm trying to do it in my way, but it definitely feels like there's that broader presence of like how do we serve the world, right? How do we serve people right like just everyone know like you're amazing you know what i mean um so to speak to speak to what i what i've been up to like uh i i've always since i was a kid i've always wanted to try and change the world and right? i always felt like um especially you know growing up like I, there was times where i was bullied and, and just felt like you know i didn't necessarily belong or people didn't necessarily want me around which i didn't really understand you know what i mean because i was always excited to like interact with people um and that experience for me really made me think like, you know, there's some magical people like in, in developing countries, people where they really don't feel like they've got, like they've felt the love from like, you know, all of the world, right? All, all of our society and stuff. Like, you know, I want people to really feel like they belong. I want people to feel like, you know, everyone matters, like they have a purpose. You know what I mean? And like, we can all come together. You know what I mean? Like, why don't we just, why that one family really, like that one love idea, right? And so from a young age, I was always like, man, I want to change the world. I want, I want something that um, I want, I want to build something 
or be part of something that like takes care of everyone. You know what I mean? Like, like we're at a fundamental level, we're all human. It's not necessarily about what country I'm in. Like, you no, know, only my country can take care of me or my nationality or whatever. I want something that's like, yo, we're just trying to take care of everyone because we're all human. We're all life. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the right thing to do. It just felt like that's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, how can I spread that idea? Um, and so as I got older, you know, and, and learned more and educated and all that kind of stuff, uh, I understood, you know, I was taking a law class and it talked about how um, before policy changes are made, like before laws are passed and things like that, we got to have the people uh, resonate with a certain idea, right? We have to, we have to really be bought in on like, this is what we think is important in our society. And then once the people feel like that's important, then the laws change, you know what I mean? Um, and that you can look at any movement. That's how it's, that's always how it's happened, right? The people kind of really got a call for it. And then eventually the government's like, well, we, we have no choice, you know, lawmakers got to do it, right? So um, that really got me thinking that makes with a passion for, for just, you know, wanting to like write and, and, and rap and, and, you know, writing poetry as a kid and stuff like that. Um, I thought it would be great if I could one day marry the idea of impacting like the zeitgeist and social consciousness through music and through art and stuff like that, where like, you know, we're really, we're really bringing transformative ideas, like things that I think we all naturally think but maybe we don't always hear in the stuff that we consume, right? Like, you know, why aren't we looking at ourselves as just one species? Like, it sounds so simple and obvious. Like, you know, maybe we do think about it like that, but like on a real like policy level, like, you know, why, why is there nothing that's really like, yo, this is just to serve all of us. Like we all need water. Everyone should be, you know, we should all make it possible for everyone to have clean water. You know what I mean? Every area where it's like something that we just need to, to continue to exist as a human species, like, how do we take care of that for everyone right or like enable everyone to be able to take care of that for themselves right and um we're all bought into that you know what i mean like we all believe in this we all see it and we want to make sure that that's something that's we ensure you know we, we can sleep in a society that we feel comfortable that everyone's getting treated fairly you know what i mean um and so i have a question on that too yeah for sure when you mention and that's honorable and i appreciate you mm. what do you think our zeitgeist is in 2021? Mm, that's a great question, man. Um, I feel like it's changing, to be honest with you. I feel like it's changing because I've, I've had this, I've had these thoughts since like the 90s, right? Like this is just how I grew up, feeling like this was my purpose, right? To spread these kinds of ideas and then one day see them become policy, right? So that's like really what my music is about. Like if you ever listen to my music, you'll hear a lot of, about talk about evolution, especially the music I'm making these days, right? Um, but where we're at, right? I, I do feel like it's progress. I feel like we go through iterations as a society, right? And um, the latest iteration that I feel is happening is one, I feel like there's definitely an acknowledgement of the struggles amongst different oppressed groups, right? Like um, there's definitely an acknowledgement that like, yo, this has been going on for so long, but like, we really got to talk about it. And it's amongst people who aren't, who aren't necessarily a part of those oppressed groups, right? But they're, they're definitely riding on it. They're definitely like taking it seriously. And I, I, I really felt that um, George Floyd was a, was a big turning point. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, but like, when I felt like my company, like my CEO, when I saw my CEO speaking up in a company-wide meeting about George Floyd, you know what I mean? I was like, 
damn, like, <laughs> I had to speak, I was like, bro, I never thought I'd see the day, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, not to say that people didn't do this, you know, not to say that, like, people didn't, you know, pay lip service and stuff like this, you know what I mean, but, like, in an internal meeting where there's no cameras, no one's recording nothing, you know what I mean, like, he's just speaking on how it viscerally got him upset, and how he, you know, thought we could be better than this, and, like, they're, they're putting money towards these causes, and I'm like, dude, like, you don't even have like, I mean, there's 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 black people in the company, but like, it's not like the majority of us. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is this is it's a pretty diverse but mostly white company. You know what I mean? So like, bro, when he when he started saying that, I was like, bro, are we in the twilight zone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I had to say some shit, bro. I had to be like, bro, I literally you you might have thought I was gonna cry. I was like, bro, like. I didn't think we'd ever get here. You know what I mean? Like, I never really pictured we, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I have a dream of all of us seeing each other as one. But, like, bro, that kind of progress, like, that to me was huge. You know what I mean? And it seems, it, it might seem to someone else who maybe doesn't experience it as, like, this is just, you know, it's infant. Like, we've always talked about stuff like this. You know what I mean? Or especially if you're more liberal in your views, you might think, like, we've always kind of felt like this. But not to this level, man. I don't feel like we ever took it this serious where, like, people are really talking about it on a daily basis. And then even with like um, when people started talking about uh, Asian hate, um, even if you look at it, like I'm not sure what people's you know what your views are, what people's views are, but even just the whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict, how that's come up in in, in recent months, like uh, how people are really looking at like you know what happened to the Palestinians, you know what I mean? Like, and not to say anything against the Israelis, but from when I first started hearing about this conflict, I never really heard much about the Palestinians. You know what I mean? Like, I always heard about, you know, like, the Israelis are... And, like, again, not picking a side, but, like, just the fact that people are kind of like, yo, we can we can still be cool with, like, you know what I mean? Like, the group that's necessarily not as pressed, but we got to definitely acknowledge that there are people being oppressed. You know what I mean? There's definitely a problem here that we've got we've to gotta talk on. You know what I mean? Um, so that, to me, is beautiful. Um, but at the same time, and I, I've talked to other brothers about this, where it's like, there's definitely more people coming out and there's definitely more people taking this, this stuff seriously, but we're also seeing, um, people come out and I feel like this is a little older, right. And it's, it's, it's fallen a little bit to the wayside, but it's still there in that people come out more openly with ignorance as well. Right. Um, I feel like there's definitely still that element of people kind of being like, um, you know, we wouldn't necessarily have this thing to be talking about if people weren't necessarily being ignorant, right? And I feel like the ignorance is more open, but on some level, it's kind of a positive because people don't have to pretend, right? Like, I feel like whatever your views are, you know what I mean? Like, you should be able to express them, you know, say what, say what you want, you know what I mean? But no one can educate someone if they're not going to be like, I, I actually don't know that shit, or here's what I think it is, and it's the wrong answer, you know what I mean? Once we are aware of that, I feel like it's on it's on people who who are wiser, who are smarter, who know more to basically do the work and, and try and get people to understand like you know why this you know where the flaw is and the way that person might be thinking about shit you know, so um, I feel like we're just coming to a place where we're really realizing um, some of the cracks or some of the kings that we kind of used to just sweep under the rug or, or pay lip service to but never really did nothing about. Uh, I feel like now we're we're really trying to talk those things out. Uh, or at least speak on them. So, uh, what what are your thoughts? That's where I feel like the zeitgeist is. Uh, I mean, it's interesting taking you talk about people just expressing themselves. It reminds me of a story. I was in Buffalo still, and um, 
I don't know if I would call it more suburban, but it's definitely more of a white area dominated by uh, Caucasian Americans. And I'm in a liquor store doing a promotional gig and I see a big barley guy, big barley, big beard, flannel shirt, probably worked on a farm, right? Yeah. And he's got a MAGA hat on. Yeah. And I look him right in his eyes and I say, it's a nice hat. Yeah. He said, thanks. And he walks in the line and I see him, he's cracking his neck. <laughs> and he was like, mind blown that this young black man was gonna confidently say to him, nice hat. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you are born with the right to be an idiot. And I appreciate someone who tells me they're an idiot as opposed to making me having to find out on my own time. Just, <laughs> just tell me. That's Listen, that is a great, that is what you feel. If you feel that America was great, even though it's a land that was stolen, even though yeah. there are people that were put in chains and brought over, even though there's been countless, countless stories of oppression, systematic breakdown, I'm in Atlanta, you know what I mean? I just had a moment the other day where I'm like, hey, uh, didn't didn't people storm the Capitol? Wasn't that here? And then a, an actual legislator in the city was arrested? Like, that's still like, those are images that actually occurred in 2021. Yeah. And I just sometimes think to myself, like, but it seemed like they didn't, but but they but they did. So like, there's all this progress, right? But then there's also that harsh reality. So for me, uh, I definitely feel like I can't say what the sight guy says. Mm. I don't know. I'm not experienced to have enough knowledge within the realm of how those things break out. Mm. I do appreciate the humans that share their truth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I, the way I the way I look at like the zeitgeist, right, is like, for example, like you know, at one point, um, you know, women couldn't vote, right? And you know, the big the big thing at the time, right, was this, the you know the uh, the suffrage the suffrage movement, right, and like women just you know speaking up on that, and, and then there became the whole dichotomy of like, what is that relationship between like a man and a woman, like? Is there, you know, a quote unquote place for a woman? Like, is there a place in, in the home and all that kind of stuff? You know, should women work? You know what I mean? Like, it was it was a period of enlightenment in that sense where it was like, you know, men and women, for the, you know, we are equal. We're both still human beings where we need each other to, to continue to exist as a species. Like, you know, if women want to work, man, don't stop nobody. You know what I mean? Let people do what they want, right? And so that was like the group uh, the civilization, the, the social consciousness that needed to shift, right? Now, I'm sure before that was the topic, there were men that thought, like, there's no problem. I have no issue with a woman working, like, or I have no issue with a woman who doesn't want to necessarily just be a housewife or whatever. Like, you know, I don't care. Like, they were enlightened enough to think, like, what's that to me? Like, you know, let a woman do what she wants, you know what I mean? And I'm sure there were women who were like, I definitely am going to go get a job, or I'm definitely going to do this or that or whatever, you know what I mean? 
um, that even though it wasn't the social norm at the time, they already felt that way. You know what I mean? But it's when it hits that tipping point for me where like, that's really what um, the, the thought of the day is, right? Where like, it's like, we're, we're questioning what is socially acceptable and what the social norm is. That's when I feel like we're touching on the zeitgeist. We're hitting, we're hitting that social consciousness, right? And, um, you know, I definitely, I definitely feel like every time we do that, there's going to be people who are early adopters, right? It's that, it's that normal curve, right? There's going to be people who are early adopters who are like, I already feel like that. Sign it. You know, it's cool, whatever, right? But we're waiting until we get to that people where the people who are in the middle, right? Who are just like, kind of like, um, I'm a, I'm a follow the crowd a little bit. You know what I mean? Once I feel like it's safe, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, oh, we cool with this now? All right, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, I never really had a problem with it, but I didn't want to speak out when it wasn't cool to do so. You know what I mean? And I feel like that large population in that middle there is when I, I really say, like, hey, we've hit something new here, right? Because um, I feel like for a long, you know, for until we've all evolved past that, there's always going to be a little bit of that group, right? Um, and then we're always going to hear from the people in the back, right? Who are just detractors. Who are just like, I'm not going. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not with it. You know, women shouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, they're going to they're gonna express their ignorance and however they see fit. You know what I mean? And they're going to be loud about it. You know what I mean? But like, I don't feel like we got to stop the bus because these guys are, you know what I mean? I don't think like the social consciousness isn't shifting because those guys want to be loud. You know, like it's, it's, the, it's the majority that I'm looking at. Listen, what, what I'm going to say is this, because I know we have to, we've got to wrap up now. Yeah. <laughs> I am the son of a single parent mother. Yeah. My views on men and women will probably shock a lot of people. But that that's something that's going to have to be discussed in a different platform, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, as someone who has great relations with my, my got a pretty good relationship with my girlfriend, right? But my, yeah. my, sister, my nieces, my mom, my stepmom, I've got a very distinct perspective that does not take away from equality, but it's definitely not in alignment with the modern woman <laughs> yo but see and this is this is the beauty of it right like it doesn't it's not necessarily that um you know be where the zeitgeist is is where we should necessarily be right like mm. the idea like the idea is really just shifting the zeitgeist in a direction that if it gains traction right then you know maybe there's more uh credence to the thought but like it's it's more about like you know what do we feel innately right like like the way I describe it is like, I feel like, you know, how I necessarily th like see things or, or feel on things or whatever is like, maybe, maybe no proof, but I feel like it's maybe an evolved way of thinking, right? Like the fact that I feel like we should all just, you know, be cool with each other. Like we're all one species. There's no other fucking species like us. You know what I mean? Like, why are we fighting? Like, you know, other, other species work together. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't we doing the same thing? You know what I mean? Like, I think that if one people heard that and thought about it, they they'd agree right my only proof of that would be if people actually bought into that right and maybe the thought is ahead of its time maybe the thought is delusional right no actual way of knowing until we see more people either buy in or just say fuck it you know what i mean but like what i'm trying to say is wherever the zeitgeist is at currently or wherever it goes to right 
in the best of cases, I would hope that it continues to evolve in a positive way where we're actually getting closer to our, um, our actual objective truth, right? Like what life and the nature of life is really about and us getting to a place where we're, we're doing better as a society than however many years prior to when we thought one other thing, right? So in the, in the nature of what you're saying, you could very well be just further along on that evolutionary curve of how we view the relationship between men and women. I don't know what your, what your views are necessarily, right? But it very well could be that we're just behind as a society compared to where you're seeing it, right? Or it could just be, this is, this is just what you think, right? But maybe not everyone buys into it, who knows, right? But all I'm trying to say is just because the zeitgeist thinks one thing, doesn't mean that's necessarily where we should be thinking. It's just, I feel like hopefully in the best case scenario, we're, we're evolving in a positive way, right? But I'm sure there's times where we're attracting to. So. Always, always shifting up. Listen, I, I appreciate this conversation so yeah. much. Um, thank you for everything that you and your team are doing. Thank you for everything that you're doing with your artistry and, and music and so on and so forth. I see that Raptors. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I only represent one team. It's called the GOAT. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll let y'all catch up from me. <laughs> All I'm going to say is you got rings, baby. Like. <laughs> Listen, you got, you have, you have, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> A ring. <laughs> A no, ring. But, but multiple people. <laughs> I, mean, I know somebody, he's, he's got multiple, <laughs> multiple organizations. <laughs> have thrown up banners because of his ability. But anyway, that, that's not me. <laughs> uh, man, thank you again. This is definitely a pleasure. Uh, I do need to, to to wrap up. I'm very thankful yeah. to know that uh, Circle Up has created a multitude of circles of, of men like yourself that are, are pushing forward to help our world be a better place. Yeah, man. And you're right back at you, McClendy. Like, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, I hope this is not the last time we get a chance to connect, you know what I mean, even offline, because definitely respect what you're about and definitely, you know, would love to pick your brain on some of the other things we never got a chance to get to. But uh, shout out to Andrew, shout out to all the different men who uh, dug the well before us and allowed us to continue to dig the well as well. And uh, for anyone listening, if you're interested in learning more about Circle Up, definitely check out like thebrotherhood.com and, and definitely reach out to any man that you know that's a part of the program and they'll definitely be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, we're wrapping up. So thank you so much, brother. And until uh, next time. Thank you. You're welcome, fam. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Circle Up Podcast. If you like the show, please hit subscribe and tell a friend. If there's a man in your life that could benefit from this conversation about being in a space in the same way in a psychedelic experience where you intentionally set the set and setting to have a powerful psychedelic experience, mind-expanding experience that's safe and comfortable and relaxing, we do the same thing in Circle Up for men who are looking to be honest with themselves about where they're at in their lives and the improvements that they can make in their life. So um, if there is a man in your life, including yourself, that could benefit from this conversation, Please share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. If you don't follow us on Instagram, it's at Project Circle Up. Uh, the Circle Up book is coming to the world November 1st, 2021. Every single dollar of profit will be donated to jack.org. 
which is the number one youth mental health charity that is training young people to advocate for themselves and their mental health. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. You can follow us. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast, uh, follow us on Instagram at Project Circle Up to learn more details. And if you know a man in your life who could benefit from being in a circle like this where they don't need to man up, but instead they can come together in community, uh, please share this video with them. Please share this podcast with them. Te amo mucho. Voy a verte otra vez muy pronto. Uh, y... Uh, la, uh, <laughs> Lake Atatlan, Guatemala. I love you so much. Thank you for all the growth that you've helped me experience um, in the last eight weeks. Canada, I will see you soon.